With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Audibly Addicted. I'm Kim Lorraine. And I'm Mo. And today we have with us for his second episode, the wonderful Shane East. Hello. It's lovely to be here. Twice as nice. Okay, so let's yeah. see. We have a lot to talk about, Shane East. <laughs> uh, well, okay, get, get, let's get to it. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if this might offend you, Mo, or not, but you remind me today, oh, I can hear you distantly. Maybe it's because the, the system makes you sound a bit tinnier. You, you remind me of Kathy Griffin. Has, has anyone ever said that? Oh, God. That's not a terrible... I have, yeah. I have not heard that before. I, I'm not surprised <laughs> i'm not surprised she's like uh, but kathy griffin is kathy griffin's personality that's annoying <laughs> she, yeah she's very mine is totally she's, not i'm very you know cool and you know collected i'm not mo I'm not you are like one of my very favorite humans on this earth <laughs> so let's just get that out of the way right now it's just the timbre of the voice because i heard her on tv and the disc like it was on in the house and she came on something again and she was chatting, and I was like, and then I just heard you sort of adding in. You're like, his mouth Online, and I was like, that reminded me of someone the other day, and I just remembered who it was. Anyway, you can cut all of that out. You don't need to do that. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. no it's don't leave in. that in on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, yeah. So, that's Mo, have you listened to Wicked Temptation? I am starting it tonight. You're in so much I'm trouble. Waiting. So oh, much I'm trouble. Waiting. So sad. Well, uh, you, I know. I was I waiting know, for a particular reason. You know, okay. I was waiting. All right, I was waiting have, for November. Right. It is November. Okay. Yes. So why are you waiting so for waiting. November? She has I'm sorry. Why are you waiting for November? I am doing a series on my blog for the month where I read my favorites' favorites. So, like, some uh. of my favorite bloggers have given me their favorite books. I've asked Kim, which is one her favorite book that she's written. And then I'm going to read and discuss them on my blog all month. Yes. And she picked Wicked Temptation. So I've been patiently waiting. It has not been easy. <laughs> Especially <laughs> with me November. being like, oh, my God, this scene. Oh, my God, this scene. 
<laughs> it's like you're actively trying to kill me. You're welcome. So once I get right. rid of yeah. my family tonight, <laughs> then you'll Oh, you had it hit <laughs> Look, you need to have legal absolute, repercussions on yeah, that one. Like you need absolute silence for this book. Um, I need to be, you know, in in it, I need to stretch. Yeah, yeah, I need you to do. Prepare my body. You do. You do. Well, because I've listened to it through now twice because I, so I, I was proofing it on the way to Vegas and I was, so I was on like the airport shuttle proofing this book and I was sitting there going, oh my God, if my Bluetooth headphones disconnect, I'm in big trouble, like just <laughs> really big trouble. But actually that one is not very steamy in comparison it's to not the as much, second no. one. Right. The second one is like, everything's happening and... So I wanted to um, to ask you, <laughs> like your message to me after you finished it was it that it was a lot racier than my others. Did it make you uncomfortable? <laughs> um, no, no. At this at this stage okay. of the game, okay. uh, it's professional, Kim. <laughs> Put well, that professional hat on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah no, it was uh, it, no, because. Um, I, it was more comparatively speaking from your other That's true. ones. Uh, I haven't. Yeah, they they have. You know, they get racy, but the, this one uh, was way more racy. I think the second book. Yeah, um, the second book was a lot more. Uh, and also because you know, it's like the, it's a three way three way uh, love affair that That's ends true. up happening. So yeah. you know, there's just even more. There's there's a bits lot. and pieces to get involved <laughs> with each other. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> such a polite British way to say it. <laughs> More bits and pieces. Yeah, you take that bit. I'll grab that bit. There's another bit over There's there. There's another bit here. We'll put this bit over here. Um, I love bits. Yeah. So, uh, so that was. So yeah, that was why. And obviously, it's you know, it was. It's like uh, man in love with the man in love with the woman in love. The woman in love with both. Everyone's in love. With Everyone's each other. in love. Yeah. Everyone's in love with each other. Yes. So it's very sort of, you know, free-flowing love between all three of them. Yeah. Once everyone gets over their issues. Yeah, they have a lot of issues that they've Obviously. got to deal with. Now, so had, you had never done a same-sex audiobook, right? No, okay. I had not. I was, I was a virgin to that. You were, oh. Genre. How appropriate for our working relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I hadn't. And uh, what was in, well? I have some questions on all that because oh, okay. I was intrigued um, about certain aspects of it. But um, just from my perspective, it was it was interesting because it's not really like much. It's just well, I guess because because this kind of romance anyway is the impetus of the story or the real like mainstay of the story is this sort of intense love that people have for each other yeah. which then the physical side is a manifestation of that yes rather than it just being like for i like bonking women or i like bonking men and i'm just gonna bonk <laughs> so i i don't think i would do a book that was that vain um but since this is a love story <laughs> not just a bonk story um yes. it didn't feel much different to right. uh, other ones you yeah. know yeah. so I was like, oh, that was interesting for me because I expected maybe it would. To be more erotica versus romance. Or just feel different or like, yeah, kind of I, I'd perceive it a bit differently. Yeah. Um, 
but I didn't. And then I also sort of thought, well, <laughs> I'm bizarrely, I'm often a man playing a woman, you know, hooking up with myself <laughs> as a man. So I was like, so what the fuck are you even thinking? Like that that would <laughs> seem slightly <laughs> odd. Like you've already, <laughs> you've already done this. Got outside the box. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You've already done this. You just didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, once I kind of like looked at it from a slightly different angle, I was like, oh yeah, of course, makes perfect sense. All good. So and it was a really nice story. I was like, yeah, it was really well written. Like you know, and the love affair, like the whole between all of them, mm -hmm. developed between. Uh, you know, Lancelot and Arthur was not his name's not Arthur in it, but Right, yeah. Uh, you can give the proper names. Um, Brooks. Good old Brooks. Brooks and yeah, how that developed. I thought that was really nice. Uh and uh and what's it? Related not relatable, but understandable. Like you could I was like I could get into that, like mm -hmm. the struggle and the the and how the kind of their feelings and Lancelot especially having lots of hang ups about what he should do and shouldn't do. It's all yeah. very relevant to people. Yeah. Um, so bravo. Well, so. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was really nervous about sending it over to you. I told Mo. I was like, oh, God, what if he never wants to do another one of my books? <laughs> 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 what if I scare him away? Um, so, yeah. But but I when I was writing it, what's funny about that is that I was writing it and wanted it to just be one book. And I'm, so I'm going through and I'm writing this story and it's all Lancelot and Gwen and suddenly Brooks shows up. Like the scene where he first shows up, that's where he first showed up in my head too. Uh -huh. And I was like, who the fuck are you? You know, like, <laughs> get out of my story. I don't People need you. People said to me last night. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and so then as I'm writing it, I was really having a hard time because I was like, okay, well, I feel like this is where this... I don't know where this needs to go. And I had some people who were like, oh, no, no, don't put male male in this book because, you know, if you do that, you're going to alienate readers. And I was like, well, I don't really care because if that's, you know, if that's the story, then that's what needs to happen. I don't necessarily care that maybe somebody might have a hang up about reading two men falling in love or being in love. And so I, but I kind of agonized about it more that I was worried that I was just putting it in for the, for the sake of putting it in. Mm. And then um, I went to a signing and talked with some other authors, which is always great because you can talk to them and be like, what do I need to do? I'm really stuck here and I don't know what's happening. And then they were like, you need to write two books. That's what you need to do. This has to be two books. And so then I, I ended Wicked Temptation and then was like, Yep, there it is. That's and I wrote Immortal Flame really quickly because I knew exactly what needed to happen. At that point, mm. I had just been like stuck and waiting for it to make sense to me. And then once I put them all together, I was like, "Oh. Oh, there it is. That's there it that, is. that's it." <laughs> but what's I what I don't understand still a little bit uh not about your books. It's just is that is the genre, but I'm learning more about the whole romance genre mm -hmm. in in general. And I discussed, I was talking with Louise on that on my podcast the other day that you know about how it's evolved from mm -hmm. sort of old Regency and Harlequins and right. the likes of Barbara Cartland for any English people who know um, to like this huge 
you know, it spans everything from rom com to PNR yeah. to all, all that stuff. Uh, and so, you know, I've been learning about all these things, but I am, um, I'm intrigued that straight women would be are interested in not just not your story so much but that um like there's male male romance books out there i love male male romance <laughs> i love it like i we, love it yes i would you pick got, yeah you girls need to explain them. okay straight women. absolutely i would pick a male male romance over a male female romance most of the time agreed uh, and i <laughs> how to explain this Let's see. Well, see, you, uh, me. yeah, do for it. Me. Go. My kink is emotionally available men. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so if there are two of those, it's like, ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Even yep. better for me. That's a good one. It's totally not about double the dicks. It's it's all about no. emotions. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the the sex oh, scenes oh, are really serious. hot usually, and I think for us too, we don't understand how men work. You know, so so then to be and like our favorite things to read are male point of view, like Mo and I, we like male point of view more than we like yeah. female point of view. So then if we yes. get two who are also in love with each other, it's just like the perfect thing because we don't we don't have to relate to the heroine. We don't have to be annoyed with her. We don't have to, you know, deal right. with anything that the, that a woman already deals with because, you know. I'm a hot mess most of the time. So if I don't have to be in my own head, that's fantastic. <laughs> like I'm already in there. <laughs> There's a lot that happens in my head. So I like that escape. And also, so you're saying that you get the romance with a, like, uh, you can just sort of sit back and, well, read it, listen, yeah. whatever, enjoy it uh-huh. without that sort of, putting yourself I don't know there's like yeah. a what's it you just get to watch the pure entertainment value yeah I don't have it. to relate to her in any way relate, that's the word that's just me but also I also really love the idea of a like anytime there's a man crying or upset or like in touch with his emotions I'm like oh no you know see what like, did I say like I love you you poor thing let me hug you and make it better and so with male male romance, there's always like a lot that they have to work through emotionally mm-hmm. that I can't reason and be like, well, this is dumb. Why don't you just, you know, why don't you just do this and then you're fine? Because usually there's a whole lot of like soul searching and things that they have to go through before they can really accept each other's love. Does that make sense, Mo? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I'm just thinking of like, one that we both love is called Him by Serena Bowen and L. Kennedy. And it's two hockey players. And they kind of, one of them knows he's gay. The other one is um, in denial about being bisexual. And so they kind of go through this, this, they go on this journey where the other one figures out and admits that he's bisexual and that he's in love with this other guy. And it was just such a, like a beautiful journey that I as a straight woman, will never experience, Mm. you know, because like I've always known I was straight and it's never been something that I have ever had to to struggle with coming to terms with because, of course, in this society, you don't have to come to terms with being straight. So, Mm. yeah. So 
How, but then how do, how, that was the other thing that occurred to me. Uh, it's interesting, your answer is interesting as well, because that, I didn't really think of it like that, that, uh, that sort of being able to, you know, sit back and not have to, to relate to someone and just kind of enjoy this love story and the emotions and whatever that they go through. But how did, how does a woman write that then? Not, <laughs> That's what I was. Like, I was saying, okay, because these are written by women for straight women about two men in love, you know. Yeah. And it, mm. with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I mean, I hope I did it well. Yeah. I hope I did it justice. Uh, I talked with, you know, uh, gay friends of mine a lot mm. about how, you know, the mechanics of everything. Because it's different, you know? <laughs> But I was lucky enough to to have a witch in my in my story who can magic up some lube. <laughs> you know, but like prep is important, people. <laughs> but you know, it's um, I, I think it for me a lot of it was too from from reading because I didn't write a male male scene until I had read a lot of male male romance because you can't just you know, dive in and hope that you get it right unless you know from personal experience how to do it. So, mm. and this is, a th and this is a thing I have said before. And I will say again, if you are a straight woman writing male, male romance, which the vast majority of it is written mm -hmm. by straight women, mm -hmm. you need to employ a sensitivity reader mm -hmm. who has had sex with men and yep. knows how it works yep. because some people don't. And it shows, mm -hmm. <laughs> Yep, it does. It really does. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's and just I'm like, like a, even I know that's not how that yeah, works. Like, no, <laughs> no. I'm going in dry. No, <laughs> don't do it. No, fucking up. It's a terrible choice. Yeah. So I had some very in-depth conversations with one friend of mine, who really helped me, and and gave me a lot of perspective and a lot of information that I would never have learned ever in my life, mm. you know, without those conversations. And straight w straight women readers, listeners, readers, who are, like, it's mainly for them, right? It's not a market. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. It's, like, I don't think yeah. gay guys are buying that. I mean, there right? are there are some gay men who read it. Right. Um, but yeah. the vast majority is it's women. women. Yeah. Straight, straight Which women. Which is funny, but... And I and know I'm asking you to to, uh, to answer for every one of the straight women. <laughs> for all readers, Shane. Yeah, yeah. Because, which is impossible. But uh, I just... Meanwhile, our two saying, listeners are like, uh, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're, they they're also like find that, you know, the physical side of it, everything they get, you get wrapped up in that too. Like that's, Oh, it's super hot. Oh, it's so hot. I was watching this show called Penny Dreadful. I don't know if you've oh, ever yeah. seen it. Right. Oh, so this yeah. is a spoiler if you've never seen Penny Dreadful, people. Okay. Already over here. Um, so ahead. Mo, 
So I'm watching it because, you know, I love the like paranormal and all that darkness and stuff. And I'm, I'm sitting there watching Dorian Gray going, oh, Dorian Gray can get it. Like he can get it everywhere he wants it. Like he's I'm watching him do his thing. And I'm like, and then when he and Josh Hartnett have their moment and their clothes coming off and angry kisses, I was sitting next to my husband and I'm not kidding. I was like, fuck yes. And my husband was like, (laughs) wow. I was like, I've been waiting for this to happen. He said, I have not even picked up on this. That's going to (laughs) happen. And I was like, oh, I could see it in their eyes. And he was like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Well, it's I mean, on the flip side, you always hear about guys who are super into two girls. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had this conversation at dinner table with a mixture of men and women. Mm-hmm. And ob- yeah, that was pointed out, obviously, by several of us. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, there's like women, you know, guys always uh, watch women, or there's that's big. I think, isn't that like the highest watched or searched thing on, you know, the internet? It's like lesbian porn. Uh huh. So, sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, watched, I watched one of those, um, there's this thing called Explained on Netflix, these mm-hmm. little 20 second, 20 minute shows from Vice, from the people who do Vice. And so it takes a subject and somehow that came into one. I can't remember which one it was. It wasn't about porn, but it was like it was thrown in there. I think it was about monogamy, actually. Mm-hmm. And then it said about that was, you know, it was breaking down a lot of these things and a lot of maybe what, you know, ideas that you sort of might have just like basic ideas and kind yeah. of flipping them a bit in saying that. So, yeah, I know. It's, a, oh, it's, I mean, I'm, sh- that's why the people have PhDs in this stuff, right? Uh huh. <laughs> well, human study. sexuality is really <laughs> interesting. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. And I think men love to see, you know, they like to see the, the porn. They like to watch it happen. Whereas, I mean, I'm, I'm no stranger to watching porn, but like, I would prefer to read it, you know, like, cause then I can picture it in my head. Uh-huh. And not be distracted by anything else and just sort of make what I want to see versus seeing it on this, on a screen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Besides that's, the stuff, way better stories. Right, right. Because <laughs> we want the we want the emotional connection versus just the fucking. You know, like I, I don't read just erotica because I don't want just that I want a story I want to know why they're upset about what they're you know like torn about what they're doing or what all the circumstances and so I, I think that's really interesting too because my husband is like oh you know I'll just watch porn if I want to watch porn I'm like I don't need to read it I'll watch it you know <laughs> I'm like oh okay we're very different <laughs> we're very different humans I don't need a backstory you're <laughs> just like I just need to get to the fucking that's what I need she walked in the room, her clothes were wet, they needed to come off. Uh, <laughs> Done. <laughs> she's cold. Warm she's cold. Up. I need to warm her up. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think that's, well, men, like, typically speaking, men are a lot more visually orientated, mm-hmm. aren't we? And then, mm-hmm. you know, women, it's a different uh, mindset. And I've, I mean, I've seen, it's been an insight into female sexuality, I would say, from reading these books. Yeah. Of, yeah, of the... It's got very much got to have a some sort of story. Like there's got to be a reason mm-hmm. and an involvement and an understanding of uh, the people and the whole situation. Yeah. 
for it to then. I need the sex to like move the plot forward somehow. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a broken condom or the I love yous or, you know, hate sex. You know, it has to move it forward for Uh me as I'm reading it. So, Although are there some books out there that are just bonk? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, sure. (laughs) Absolutely. I oh, really love that you say bonk. Mo's very adamant about that. Yeah, oh, there are. Yeah, yeah. I've read lots <laughs> so of them. I have several on my shelf at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, if everyone wants to sit down while I break out my PowerPoint, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it runs the gamut still. Like there are still, you know, people, women, I would say predominantly, I guess, who are in, like, do like that, where yeah. the story is kind of secondary to more of the oh yeah yeah. i mean it depends on where you are in your life and what you need at that time too you know like sometimes you just need what they what did they call one of my books was called a one-handed read read. (laughs) i was like you're welcome how wonderfully salacious yeah that's okay yep that vampire was giving you a one-handed read i'm so happy for you Uh so yeah yep wow okay well that's those were my some of my Queries Those were very good yeah, queries. My, my first experience of uh, of the whole situation. Yeah. And I have a few more coming. I actually did another one. I did another one for Vanessa Fewings. Yay. Oh, the, is it her Pervade duet? Yeah. Oh, good. Pervade Montego mm. Bay. Yeah. Uh, so the first one was done already, I think. That was just the girl's point of view. And then now it's book two. It's, uh, it's got two guys. All right. Uh, so yeah, so it kind of similar along you, your lines, I think. Like there's the girl, there's and then so the three of them. There's kind of mm-hmm. this three-way intense love affair. Yes, that it's happens. a thruple. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we've introduced Shane to a whole new world. Yes. I'm so proud of it. You're welcome, <laughs> listeners. You know, if I had anything to do with it, you know. I, as I'm far as literature goes, I mean, I wasn't living under a rock. I do. <laughs> You're like what? <laughs> One I'm going I back to England. Three way things happen and all sorts. And um, yeah, but in this genre, it's like uh, interesting because it's a world. It's not a world away, but it's you know it really runs the gamut from like stuff I've worked on with Lauren Blakely. Is very yeah. kind of you know yeah. it's rom com. That's uh-huh. kind of like, me. That's like almost like a modern movie with you know. Oh, it is. Yeah. And then you know they run the gamut all the way through. Like, mm-hmm. so all sorts of art house movie types and if we movie movie metaphors in the house um you know and then maybe there'll be some other crazy swedish stuff that i haven't done yet <laughs> <laughs> to use that cliche i'll just keep like putting it on my list of things to write and have you read <laughs> like okay what is shane gonna read now like a swedish art house movie type romance because Swedish art house movies, FYI, are the weirdest fucking things. I have seen a few. Seen. <laughs> I have seen a few, and they are so weird. Uh, I went to one with to the cinema. My, me and my friend were like, "This is so cool!" And then halfway through, we were like, "What the? Yeah, fuck? <laughs> what am I watching? I don't understand anything." We left shell shocked. <laughs> we really did. We were like, I don't know what just happened there. I can just see you with your like big round eyes. Like, I can't. I don't know. I can't unsee it. I don't know what's happening. Well, these these characters turned out to be like human trolls. That were, it was. Oh, that it's ended like the up. Twilight she and she was like a hermaphrodite with both genitalia mm. and we didn't see any of this coming. We just thought like we thought it was almost a sort of a 
um, what's the word, like a critique of modern um, sort of bias, biases of, of people and how they look different. And this, so this character, this woman, she kind of had like, she, you know, she had a big head and she looked weird. She looked, so she was treated very differently in a modern mm -hmm. setting. And mm -hmm. it turns out she was a fucking troll, <laughs> a, an actual troll. <laughs> yes, she did have a giant head and was weird looking. You were right to judge her. <laughs> It she's wasn't just some genetic deformity. She was a troll. And, and she's going to eat you. Another male troll. And then he sort of is really rough and like comes out of the woods at some point. And then, because she's married to a human guy. It's, I, it's, I, I, I mean, good luck to you if you watch it. It's, it was it was fascinating. I think I'll pass. But just, he had sex with the male troll and then she turned out to be a hermaphrodite. And it was then that me and my mate were like, what, what? is happening? Because this, <laughs> Like she grew a penis and then it was like, it was crazy. <laughs> oh. But all the review, yeah, for the sex. And then he carried the baby and then the baby ended up like she found the baby in the fridge and he'd left. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you put a baby in a fridge? Is that where troll babies live? Okay. If someone doesn't send me a link to this movie, I'm going to be <laughs> yeah, really okay. mad. Wait, so, okay, but hold on. So who had the baby? The, the male troll the yeah, or the, the man, troll. the human man? No, the the human man was like the side story at the beginning. Okay. Like this kind of, you know, this. she looked like she had like a genetic, genetic deformity. You know, right, like right, that would right. be the mask. Uh-huh, okay. Back to share. Yeah. So she looked like back that. So I was like, oh, okay, so it's kind of a commentary on how we treat people and da, da, da. And so, and there were a few people like her in this society, oh, which was just trolls. modern day. And they, and they had some ability to be able to sense people's feelings better. So they uh, would uh, work at immigration because they could tell if people were lying oh. about what they did. So I'm really sold the film. <laughs> there was there, a lot of thought had gone into this movie, but it was just like, so we were so into it. And then halfway through, it was when she grew a, a penis. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Like I'm I'm okay not, I don't know what's happening. I did not see this happening. I thought it was going to turn into a troll love story. And these two. Oh, it's, it's the Swedish version of Trolls with Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick. <laughs> There I mean, it was, yeah, very different. So, uh, so glad wow. I started drinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm really like you. I have my tea. That's all I've got. <laughs> I wish I knew. I wish I could remember the name of it. My friend does because every time I say, "Oh, that's sweet," he's like, "Yeah, but, but, but he says the name immediately because <laughs> he's well, you never need, You need to it. find out and let me know because uh -huh. I think we're gonna like watch it and discuss it on the show. I think that's what. He Are needs. we? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you might love it. You if you're making me it. watch a Hallmark Christmas oh. movie, I, I'm making it's you not watch Hallmark. It's Hot Christmas Ghost. Ghost. Get over yourself. He's iron shirtless. Ghost. It's <laughs> called The Spirit of Christmas, and it's my favorite Christmas movie. And my daughter and I affectionately call it Hot Christmas Ghost because oh. <laughs> he's really hot. <laughs> so he Those was like Hallmark a Canadian movies. hockey player before he became an actor. So he came. He what? This, this guy. Yeah. Did. Yeah, he was a Canadian wow. hockey player. <laughs> so. Wow. Well, it's yeah. quite different to this movie, but yeah. That sounds, that sounds, <laughs> He's like, but back to my weird movie, guys. Lovely. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, don't watch this <laughs> troll movie while you're trying to enjoy a mince pie and some Christmas pudding. You know, go for a Hallmark movie for sure. Yeah. This, uh, this isn't, yeah. Although those are crazy. My friend watched, I went to visit a friend in Canada and she watched, she was, she had it on all the time in the background. And mm -hmm. she was like, I just love these at Christmas. She they're said, so they're cheesy. So bad, they're good. That, that's exactly <laughs> right. They're so bad, they're good. They're just because they, you know that they won't let you down. There's not going to be a weird twist. 
everyone's not going to have sex until they're married, which is also a bummer. But yeah. So like when I write my little Christmas novellas and stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do Hallmark with all the sex. <laughs> so, and that's, that's always a winner for me. I am glad we didn't set down any sort of rails to be worried about going off of because this is just solid gold material here. The Swedish <laughs> troll movie. And we had Shaney saying oh, penis a bunch of times. I remember the name of it. It's oh. called Border. Oh. What? Border, like B-O-R-D-E-R, like at the border. Oh, at the border. Okay, border. So Write just it down, border. Border. Are you writing this down, Mo? I am DBing this bitch right now. <laughs> I do feel. At least watch the trailer. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Then you'll see from the trailer, you'll be like, oh, wow, what a, that's kind of interesting. And it's, it is kind of love story, but then it really takes a turn. <laughs> it really takes a turn. <laughs> Big one. <laughs> as, as, as Into movie Troll Town. That's well, great. I saw Mid- Midsummer as well was another one. Oh, this yeah. I heard that was scary. Is it scary? It's scary. It's not as weird as Border, but it's it's uh, yeah, and it gets really fucking weird as well. Yeah, like at the I, I have Swedish friends, so I feel that I can say that. No, my husband's Swedish. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So you know, uh-huh. like those guys are loonies. Yeah, uh, wonderful, but loonies. Um, yeah, their their minds like that movie yeah. is the same. Yeah. Goes off. There's there's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of crazy shit that happens at well, the end. Well, because they're not weird about sex in Sweden. Or in a lot of Europe. No. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, people have it. <laughs> this is how well, we make yeah, people. And, and nudity of any yeah. kind. Like, yeah. It, how old you are, doesn't matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, And there's just, like, dicks flapping shape. around everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. There it is. <laughs> Some things you can't unsee. Right. And, it's, and, I, and I respect that aspect. But, yeah, the films are always very, very out there. And yeah, so. they are. They are. So. We, well, I really liked... Um, let the right one what what is it let the right one in oh yeah well the oh, original yes. the original is so good it's so good yeah. i never saw that i only saw the american uh-huh. you should watch the Tonight. original because it's very oh, yeah. but you yeah. brought up one more thing before like we have to i guess we have to finish in a minute but you you use the c word i'm saying the c I word because i feel I, I can't say it <laughs> i i say it for work all you the do. time i do say it in my real life but i i I've always wondered because I found American people get more uh, offended by it. Uh, but so in romance, I've realized, you know, female writers use it, you know, as a word for, you know. The vagina. The vagina. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. First yeah. time I came across it, I was like, oh, that's kind of Yeah, I mean. Nasty, like in a good. Uh, it's a good way. dirty. Yeah, it's a good dirty. Like, but also in the UK, right, that's more used than pussy. Isn't it? I I don't think it's more. Well, I don't know the so much with writing, but I don't know that it's used more in that respect. But we just are more prone to use it. Like just people in say, "Oh my god, I'm I was a right cunt today at work." Mm-hmm. Like, and I think when I came here, people we don't were say like, that. Oh! Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. We say asshole. 
Yeah. There yeah. were gasps or people were like, oh, please don't say that word. I was like, okay. Oh, okay. Um, but like friends, like, no, you know, I wouldn't say that amongst a, crowd, <laughs> a crowded room of strangers. You just start yelling out, cunt. Yeah. No. Oh, I says, right, cunt of a day today, don't you think? And everyone's like, God, he's terrible. So anyway, so I was just intrigued by that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. They don't find it offensive. They I think it used to be. And it started to become more acceptable. Don't you think, Mo? I do. And it's funny because, like, as filthy as my mouth is, like, that was always, like, a no-go word for me. Like, I would never say it. Mm -hmm. I would hear it. I would shut up. Like, oh, God, it's terrible. But I guess I've gotten, like, desensitized to it. Mm -hmm. And now I, like, embrace it. You just embrace that kind of... And now I kind of love it. (laughs) That on a t-shirt. She loves the cunt. Okay. Embrace the cunt. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I will say my all-time favorite use of the word is when um, Caroline Kepnes in mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. uses it as a verb. Yes. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. Cunting. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's fantastic. Oh. Cunting in what? Like, <laughs> to go cunting? What, no. Like <laughs> I forget the exact. I mean, it's I like she's to, like, a cunting something something, right? I mean, oh, it's you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I reserve. I don't think cunt. I actually have that book digitally where I can quick right and go look, look at. It. I only have the audio because it's happens. so good. I have the audio and I have the print. Yeah, I said, but it happens <sighs> and it's wonderful. And I was just like, yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I only use it in a derogatory way, like when I'm real mad at somebody. Mm. Like oh, yes. I had somebody make me very, very angry, and which is really hard to do. And I was like, she's such a cunty McCunt face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, meltdown. I was very angry. and But, you know, that's something that people don't ever see in, you know, when they see me in real life. Like, that's something I reserve for when I talk to Mo or when I'm at home. Uh, which I think is, uh, is, is a responsible thing to I do. I think so. I feel like you anybody else would be very surprised. <laughs> So, well, yeah. Yeah. Nope. If I go, she's at it again. There mm-hmm. she goes. There she goes. There she goes. Uh, well, well, we, were... we cleared that up as, yeah. as we <laughs> end this. I feel like this conversation has been so enlightening. I know we've really tackled some interesting issues, and have you not had the, have, as people asked these, or have you tackled these questions before? Male, male stuff and things. Not like these questions. We've discussed it a little bit, but the the narrator we talked about it with more was uh, he he narrates a lot of male male, Mm. and so it was different. I think talking with him about it because he's like got a hundred billion male male romance books Mm. that he's done, and so it was a different perspective from you. Right. So thanks. We enjoyed it. It was great. Oh, good. I'm, I'm, re- I'm to educate. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to we need to do something where we all get together in real life at some point. If LA doesn't burn to the ground, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Yeah. 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 Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. So uh, you yeah, should I hope to see you next time. Yeah. Oh, you should come up to Seattle for love in Seattle. You can come sit at my table, and Mo, I'll what? bring Mo. Mo will come too. When she is will. that? It's she not will. until 2021. 
So you oh, have plenty of God, time. You really think ahead. Plenty of time to plan. <laughs> Look, you can come to Seattle tomorrow and I will show you around. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, for a signing. There's th- that is happening. For a sign. For the, there's that one going on. Well, yeah. that's, what, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah no, I should, I should use these signings as a way to see other places I haven't been and, you know. Mm-hmm. connect with people and it's it's good it's actually it's a it's a good eye-opener I'm glad. yeah it's a lot of fun it's a good time so they are the best well, time i'm mm-hmm. going to one next weekend super excited which one are you going to philly oh right right i'm doing that next year yeah i'm doing a signing tomorrow but it's a little tiny baby signing at a local bookstore so oh but that'll nice. be fun because my friend kerrigan will be there with me signing books you know, size doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that's Except what they. Books. That's what they say. There, I, I'd say there's a perfect size, <laughs> and it doesn't have <laughs> to be the biggest. I don't think I've ever had a small one in a in a romance book. It's never right. It, it was <laughs> he, just average he size. Out, he whopped out his like below average member. Yeah. Oh that my god! <laughs> no, no, no one wants <laughs> to write about that. I think we've all experienced it, and we've all been like, "Oh, never again." <laughs> his uninspiring penis was out. <laughs> his Vienna yeah. sausage sized penis. <laughs> oh god! But Ooh. I loved him, and we tried anyway. We tried to make it work. It's a good thing his fingers were long. I think I'm gonna write like a like a spoof romance book. <laughs> Maybe we'll have like a little cocktail weenie. Oh. Don't di- no because it'll bring back bad memories for a lot of us. <laughs> I just feel there's like well, such a sorry for a you guys. For everything at this point. There's a there's, what? There's a there's a, a niche for everybody. For, That's um, true. There my is my understanding as I as I move along. It's true. That is hundred percent so true. So you may hit a gold mine. Yeah, let's do it, Mo. Do it. All right. Well, well anyway. we need to let you go as much as we don't want to. Yes, I have to go back to reading. Oh. Uh, not romance. Something else. Oh. oh, so when you said you were reading, were you like reading for work or were you just relaxing and reading? Oh, I don't get to read and relax. Oh, um, okay. I was really surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Because like, oh. I, I, I mean, yeah. No, I'm reading the thing I'm uh, oh, okay. next week, which is a lovely sort of fun comedy, British comedy, heartfelt. Like, got, yeah. So oh, it's, uh, nice. it's, it's the stuff. I really love doing that stuff. Oh, okay. Sort of, very British humor under my other yes name, my other the name. other you the other me mm-hmm. so you'll hear about it if you follow the other me I do follow the other you I just mm-hmm. fo- well I've just all of the I just want to hear your voice so anything you do I'll we'll listen to it follow you anywhere you go sir I will listen to we're it we're there mm-hmm. all right well I'm sure I'll talk to you <laughs> yes <laughs> that seems to be our pattern <laughs> so, and I have a project that I want to discuss with you at some point. So I'll just message you. Whenever. Perfect. Okay. Can't well, thank wait. you very much. Thank, thank you. you so much. And we'll yes. talk to you soon. Lovely to speak to both of you. Yes. It's you always too. nice to talk to you. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. 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 I love him. He's just the best. He's so <laughs> sweet and just really fun to talk to. He really is. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can find us on Patreon. You should go there. We're going to have some great outtakes from this episode for sure. Mm-hmm. And that is patreon.com forward slash audibly addicted. Also, be sure to like and subscribe and review and rate and all that stuff because it really helps us. 
and uh, join our Facebook group, which is Audibly Addicted Fan Girl and Boy Central. Mo, do you want to tell them where to find us everywhere else? You can follow us on Facebook. We're hilarious on Facebook. We are so funny. On Twitter and on Instagram at Audibly Addicted. We would yes. love to have you. We come would. chat with us. Come, come, Keep come us to company. Us. Like us on Facebook. Because we do giveaways. We have some giveaways that we'll be doing. We, so We mm-hmm. do have some plans to go up. We do. We do. Maybe some featuring the dulcet tones of one Shane East. Oh, man. You're welcome, world. <laughs> yup. All right. Well, we got to go. I got to go home. I guess. Back to the real Sounds world lame, without Shane East in my ears. <laughs> I don't like any of that. I know. It's a bad choice. All right. I love you, Mo. I love you back. And I'll talk to you in five minutes. (laughs) You got it. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Tim. I'm just going to jump in here real quick. We have an audio sample to play for you, written by our very own Kim Lorraine. The book's called Wicked Temptation, and it features Kylie Stewart and Shane East. Chapter 2. Gwen. I promised myself I'd kill Lancelot if I ever saw him again. Now here I stand, nerves fluttering in my belly as I face the one man who broke my heart and ruined me for anyone else. He's beautiful. The same face I dream of every night. A face I thought I'd never see again. Dark hair tousled and falling into his eyes, the thick strands curling around his ears. Shaggy to the point of being too long. But it's his eyes that take my breath away. The truest blue I've ever seen. Lancelot's eyes tell the story of a man who lost everything. He never could keep me in the dark if he let me see those sky-blue irises for longer than a few seconds. Right now, I see a culmination of shock, anger, frustration, betrayal and the pain of long weeks spent near death. Guinevere, what are you doing here? His voice hits me like the strike of a whip. Painful. Terrible. Perfect. Come to lead me to my downfall once more. Oh, if only he knew. I may be a witch, a siren cursed to die and be reborn for all eternity without ever finding true love, but I never ensnared him with my song. Look, I don't want to be here either, but I have to. You saw as well as I, Gabriel sent me. He cocks a rakish eyebrow. As in the Archangel? What interest would he have in two adulterers? Fighting a sigh, I avoid eye contact with him and turn to leave. I can't be here. Not with this man I'd spent reckless nights with hundreds of years ago. Never mind. This is daft. I reach for the doorknob. I'm leaving. Try not to get yourself killed, will you? My arm throbs, a deep burn taking hold. Glancing down at my wrist, I gasp at the sight of three deep claw marks marring my once pristine skin. I've seen this injury before. On Lancelot only weeks ago. A slowly healing wound caused by the demon venom that nearly killed him. Damn it all to hell. Gabriel hadn't lied. 
I'm tied to Lancelot. What happens to him happens to me, and that means I'm stuck here, with him. My thoughts drift to my earlier conversation with Gabriel, right before we left my sister's wedding celebration. The archangel's voice rings in my memory. He knows nothing of this world, Gwen. He hasn't been outside since he escaped purgatory, and until he touched Excalibur, he didn't even remember who he was. I can't leave. There's more than just my life at stake if I do. Change your mind, my lady. His words send a shiver of longing through me. I remember him whispering those words against the nape of my neck as we'd snuck off into the woods together for the first time. I don't have a choice. He lets out a dark laugh. <laughs> of course. If you did, you'd have chosen anything other than me. How fitting. There's such bitterness in his tone. I almost ask what he means, but then I remember. For all his gallant airs, I know exactly who he is. The knight I sacrificed everything for. The knight who left me alone in the forest after promising me we'd be together forever. I've been tasked to help you acclimate to this time. I grumble, hating the fact that I'm connected in any way to him. I don't understand why Gabriel would do this to me. I fought the good fight given my all to the side of the angels, and now I'm punished to live without magic, and most of all, to stare into the face of the man who'd been my downfall. He frowns. Why? There's too much to explain right now. All I know is you're the key to getting my sisters and I our magic. At least, that's what Gabriel says. The air around us shifts and I fight a sigh at the reappearance of Gabriel. His tall, broad form is encased in biker leathers, from his collar to his boots. But I catch sight of the paperback romance novel stashed in his pocket. He's a closet romantic, and he looks nothing like what I'd picture as the messenger of God. What do I say? He asks, leaning against the breakfast bar. Come off it, Angel. You know exactly what we were talking about. I bet you didn't even really leave. I never knew angels were voyeurs. He sniffs. We watch. It's part of the job. Lancelot clears his throat and steps forward. You. You were the one I saw in purgatory before. Gabriel frowns. Hmm. But the real question is how it is I didn't see you. A living soul in purgatory doesn't seem like something I would have missed. I became quite adept at hiding in plain sight after I arrived. You must have. I cross my arms over my chest and take a long breath. All right, Gabriel. You've popped in and sufficiently broken up the tension in the room. Why are you back? The angel settles his big body on the cosy armchair and stretches his long legs out. I've come to lay down some... rules for you two. I realized I hadn't given you enough to keep you from ruining everything. Rules? I can't help but bristle. I've spent far too long following rules that never work to my benefit. Yes. Since you've got no magic, you can't really protect Lancelot. But you can protect each other. No. I don't want Lancelot looking after me in any way. 
He's done enough damage to me. I open my mouth to protest, but Lancelot cuts me off. I owe her no fealty. She is no longer my queen, no longer my duty. Gabriel laughs and shakes his head. <laughs> She'll always be yours. What does he mean by that? I'll always be his or his duty. Lancelot scoffs. <laughs> she was never mine. How true, I say. If only you'd been so honest the first time. Gabriel holds up his hands. Now, now, children, let's not fight. Lancelot, you and Gwen have important roles to play, and you can't fulfil them without each other. So what are we supposed to do? How can we finish this and move on? I ask. Lancelot must walk through his trials before he's ready to do what he must to stop the apocalypse. I'm sorry. I can't say any more. Right. There's that. As if we didn't have enough happening with our magic being stolen and in the hands of some unknown enemy, we have to deal with the beginning of the end. Of course you bloody can't. Typical angel. I throw my hands into the air, desperate need to get away from all this clawing at my chest. I can't tell you more because I'm not sure what awaits him. My father has a plan and all I can do is deliver his message. Stay together. Stay safe. I'll return with more information once Lancelot is strong enough to move forward. My ears pop and the hair on the back of my neck stands up as the air around me shifts. Gabriel is gone. Again. Damn angels. They always pop in and out when they want and leave the rest of us to clean up their messes. Taking a long breath, I raise my gaze to Lancelot's but hesitate, settling on his full lips instead. That was a mistake. I mutter to myself, Come on, Gwen. Don't be a coward. He's just a man. If I had my magic, I'd throw a protection spell around him and leave. But I don't. I'm basically human. My chest tightens at that thought. In all my many lifetimes, I never thought I'd be... normal. What was that, my lady? His warm, velvet voice covers me like a favourite blanket on a chilly night. Comforting. Just right and everything I need. I shake my head. Nothing. It's just, it would seem the two of us are linked. Gabriel shackled me to you, magically speaking. What are you talking about? I can't leave even though I desperately want to. When I said I was tasked to help you, I meant it. God has put us together. God or Gabriel. That angel is a menace. He runs a hand through his hair and sighs, wincing with the movement. He's an angel. Don't angels do good things, like save innocent people from imprisonment and death? I can't help but laugh. <laughs> I see purgatory didn't change your trusting nature. Everyone deserves trust. Until they break it. That burns. He's the one who convinced me to leave Arthur to run away and never return. Without a single declaration of love, he took my heart as his and he hasn't given it back. I broke nothing. I sigh, collecting the pieces of my ruined heart that escaped the prison I've made in my chest. 
I'm stronger than this. I will not let Lancelot be the reason the world ends. You and I are stuck together until Gabriel sees fit to remove his curse. So I suggest you get over whatever grudge you hold against me as we get you used to the world you're living in now. We have work to do. Should we make the most of it? A dark look takes me by surprise as he leans against the back of the sofa, his full lower lip between his teeth. There's no love lost between us, but if I recall, we were quite skilled at other things. A shiver rolls through me. Anticipation, hunger, desire, all working against my iron will. I've spent centuries without him, lifetimes alone, never knowing the touch of a man, and now, with a lip bite and teasing words, he's got me needy. Your pretty face fooled me once, but I won't be letting you seduce me again. He's close enough to touch now, the heat of his body melding with my own. Oh, my lady, are you so certain it was me who did the seducing? Yet, I stop myself before I give in and argue. There's no point in fighting over this. You and I were the worst mistake in history, quite literally. I won't have you in my bed again. Not now, not ever. So you can just take your handsome, dashing self and find another willing woman. I'm not an option. His eyes widen, but he smirks. Always so easy to get a rise out of you, and your cheeks get so pink when you get angry. If I remember correctly, other parts of you are just as pink. I groan in frustration and toss my hands into the air. You're impossible! I turn and head down the hall in search of a bedroom I can claim as mine. My face burns with embarrassment, but there's an ember of arousal smouldering in me as well. This man knows my body better than any other. He was able to play it like a finely tuned instrument, bringing about the most earth-shattering experiences I've ever had. But he also broke me and left me a shell of the woman I wanted to be. I peek my head into the first bedroom, a decent-sized master with an attached bath. There's no sign of anyone living here. The bed is pristine, drawers empty. Mine. If he doesn't understand the value of a big-ass bathroom, more's the pity for him. An ache builds in the centre of my chest as the sound of his voice replays in my mind. I had never thought I'd hear the deep rumble of his words again. The ache grows into a heavy pressure and I can't breathe. My pulse races and a wave of sickness washes over me. I think I'm dying. He's killed me. Pulling my phone from my pocket, I dial Helena. Her face pops up on the screen before I realise I've made a video call. Oh dear God in heaven, Gwen! What the bloody hell is wrong? Her warm brown eyes are filled with concern. I can't do this, I say between gasping breaths. What, Arthur? I know you said he killed you, but is it really all that bad? I figured you two would just work together and move on. It's not Arthur. Her face pales. What? I don't understand. Is it a trick? She glances over her shoulder and gestures wildly. My other sister's face comes into view, her blonde hair pulled to one side in a braid. It's not Arthur. 
Helena tells her. What do you mean? It is? That's... Tamiel said it was. Izzy's brow furrows. Do you need us to come get you? My focus drifts to her round belly before I shake my head. No, I... I can't put you at risk. Out with it then, she says. You call up here looking like you've seen a ghost? I expect you to explain what's got your knickers in a damn knot. It's Lancelot, the knight. He's not Arthur. He's the man I betrayed my husband with and the reason Arthur had to execute me. It all comes out in a rush, and when I finish, they're both staring at me. I... Izzy starts, but she is clearly at a loss for words. Lancelot, why would the angels put you two together? Your love brought down Camelot. You committed adultery on one of the most famous stories of betrayal in the history of Britain. Yes, thank you, Helena. I understand. I don't need a reminder. She shakes her head. I'm sorry. I just don't know why this is happening. He's the one who'll help us? Is Gabriel sure? It seems that way. But I was so weak around Lancelot. He owned me. The man made me feel everything all at once. I could have handled Arthur. We didn't have passion or real romantic love. We were friends more than anything. I twist my hair around my finger compulsively. I don't think I'll be able to stand seeing Lancelot every day. Not after what he did. I'll go mad. What did he do? Izzy asks, eyes bright with curiosity. Helena elbows her in the arm and shoots her a withering glare. Leave off her. What? She never told us this bit. All we know is how she died and that most of the stories are true. Haven't you had some kind of vision to help gain insight into this? Helena asks. I shake my head. Nothing. I haven't seen since the moonstone went missing. Izzy's expression changes from curious to alarmed. Not even with the leaves? I shrug. I haven't tried tea leaves yet. Wait, you must have. You told me you had a vision about your pregnancy. Helena points to her still flat belly. That was just today. I had that vision before we lost you and got you back. Before Tamiel brought Lancelot back from purgatory. So, our powers really are gone. Izzy's voice wobbles a bit on the last. It seems that way. I've only got the angelic grace Michael gave me. I can't do any of my witch magic anymore. Helena admits. We sit in silence together and I miss them. I want to be with them, not trapped here with Lancelot. It's in that moment, as I stare at their forlorn expressions, I understand I'll have to get over my problems with my situation. I'll be fine. I'm a grown woman. Lancelot is the key to getting our magic back, and I'm not going to let my issues with him stand in our way. There she is, Helena says. That's the fiery witch we've been missing. I thought you'd lost your spark. I shrug, not wanting to tell them how hard it's been watching them both find their soulmates and fall in love, knowing that wasn't going to happen for me. The man I loved betrayed me before I could utter the words. Wiping the tears from my eyes, I take a long breath. Right then, I'm off to save the world. Call if you need anything, Izzy says. 
I nod, and am about to hang up when I realise I'm here with absolutely no supplies. Actually, can you send me some clothes? I can't conjure anything. They both smile and make promises to overnight me a suitcase packed with supplies. I don't think I'd be able to do this without them. They might not be my sisters by blood, but they are my family. I have to do this, take on this task with Lancelot. If I don't, my sisters and everything I hold dear will die. <laughs>